Welcome to Let's Be Real 100%, where we are 100% real about life. We know that life happens and we are here to talk about it. And when I say we, I'm talking about it's all God and little old me. Join us as we jump into our topic today. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Be Real 100%, where we have been on an amazing journey through resilience, strength, uh, just encouraging words from others that they have made it through their journey. Y'all, this morning, I literally woke up and I was like, the main person in my life that I know has been through a journey, I have not interviewed yet. I have not talked to her. I haven't had a conversation with her. Be a podcast, y'all. Be a podcast. But I realized I haven't had a conversation with her. And I was like, how could I? Like, that's not, that's rude. (laughs) But anyway, this episode, y'all, is very, very special to me. This is very, very close to home. I learned stuff about my life that I did not know via some, through someone else's life. Um, And that someone else is my own mother, Evangelist Suzanne Neal. I am super excited about this, this journey because I can learn some stuff by myself <laughs> and learn some new stuff by my mom and the strength that she had um, going through her journey. So I hope you all enjoy this conversation because I always do, every day, all day. <laughs> um, but anyway, this episode is special to me and I hope you enjoy it. Talk to y'all soon. Welcome to a episode of Let's Be Real, where this podcast is to where... Um, we encourage others to let them know that they are not alone and to know that in this journey, we can make it through and know we, that we all have our own journeys. So in that, I will open up our podcast with a wild well, conversation with a icebreaker. So my icebreaker for you would be what song would be your anthem of your life? What would be that song? Oh, my Lord. I can think of so many. I'm going to say Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> and why would you choose that song? Oh, my gosh. I, I have so many in thought right now. But I would choose Eye of the Tiger because it took strength. Mm-hmm. You know, it took strength. It took courage. Um, it, it, it was a fight to get here. So, that, that's why I speak that song. I can definitely see that in your story, even though, if y'all don't know, this is my mother. <laughs> and, and when I woke up one morning, to be honest, I woke up the other morning and I was like, you know, I've been on this journey with so many people. And like the first thing that popped in my mind, like a light bulb when I was like, you know what? Your mom, hello. Like, you you know she's been on this journey in life and she can tell so many stories of overcoming and um, how to make it through um, this journey, whether it was good, bad, or ugly. So definitely excited about this one. This is definitely different, but I'm excited about it. <laughs> so right, let's, tell too. us a little bit about yourself. Well, um... It's a lot to tell, but a little bit about me is that um, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, uh, but more than that, I am am a daughter of Zion. 
Uh, the Lord saved me at the age of 19, uh, right in time and on time. Uh, by that time in my life, I had already uh, had experienced a lot of things that um, adults uh, may not have experienced in that time, or if it was, it was something that just wasn't talked about. Um, so I, I would say that um, just just that part alone, um, really knowing that God had called me, have chosen me, um, that was foreign. That was, that was foreign to me at that time. Um, because growing up, I didn't grow up in a, uh, what we would call a a dedicated uh, to God type of household. Uh, we had a lot of things going on. Um, you know, I, I've, I've been a witness of domestic violence, uh, child abuse, um, you name it, uh, drug use, uh, just violence. Uh, we saw that, you know, and it was, it was, it was definitely, um, it, it's God, you know, that have brought me thus far. Um, when I was 19, God saw fit to save me. Um, actually through the voice of uh, my mother-in-law, um, which is now deceased, but uh, she prayed with me, you know, prayed with me over the phone. Um, one of my aunts is was connected to her. I didn't know her, um, but my aunt would always tell me, um, you know, ain't nothing wrong with a little prayer. And I was going through so much at that time. By the time I was 19, I had them in gang rape. Uh, I'd been molested. Um, I had done lost. Uh, custody of, of one child and had uh, was fighting for the custody of, of the other two that that I had. And so um, I needed God. I just didn't know that I needed God. I actually thought that I was just, you know, living life. And the way that, um, and the sad thing about all of it for me was that um, it wasn't that I had done anything wrong, um, even when it came to uh, my kids, but I was always fighting for them. Um, and I think the fight for me that I had for my kids is because I always felt like no one was there to fight for me. Yeah. Um, and so even though I had children young, um, even through the gang rape, you know, having having a son, uh, that was that was traumatic really to go through it alone. And when I say alone, I was really alone because I didn't tell nobody. I didn't tell nobody of my experience. I just basically went through it as though it didn't happen. Um, I think a part of me was numb um, because I had already experienced so much. And um, and, and it was just, you know, um, I was in survival mode. It, it was like nothing. I, I was at the point, by the time I was 15, I think I was at the point where I, I didn't care. Um, when I say I didn't care, um, I didn't care about what people thought. Um, you know, so I had my baby, um, you know, and I, I brought him home. Uh, unfortunately, I brought him home to a place of domestic violence and child abuse. And hindsight 20, you know, uh, I probably would have given him up for adoption at that point. Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to it because I wanted him. I wanted somebody to love me um, because I didn't know what love looked like. And so I wanted to create love for me and uh i wanted to love my my child or my kids um as i began to have them uh, with such an unconditional love that i didn't that i didn't feel yeah. and so nevertheless you know that it, it, that's a lot you know <laughs> that's a lot for a, a, a little bit about myself but that was a lot right. 
Now we're going to break that down. We're going to break that all the way down. <laughs> so we're going to go back to the right. beginning. We're going to go back to the beginning. So when you you were stating that as a young girl, you were you had a, I would say, interesting uh, home life where it was a lot going on with mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. abuse and child abuse and verbal abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, pretty much all the abuses that you can probably think of. So as a young girl, when this all began, where was your, where did your mind go when you saw the very first abuse that went on in the home? Um, I think I was about maybe five at the time. Um, my mom had, had met this guy, and I, I really don't even remember where she met him, how she met him, or where he showed up. I don't know what what. Shut up, Suzanne. I was getting ready to say where happened. the snake came up out the rock. <laughs> but I'm going to be nice. Well, I <laughs> you know, Bless yourself. <laughs> but, you know, I don't, I don't know where she found him. But um, nevertheless, um, he, you know, I was about five. I think I was about four or five. And um, I have two older brothers. Uh, or I had two older brothers. One of them is deceased. Um, and um, I saw him literally... Uh, beat them and, and with extension cords while they were wet in the bath, you know, when they would get out the tub. My oldest brother, and, and I can't even tell you why or, you know, for me there's no reason for that, um, but I don't know what his reason was in his mind to think that that was necessary. Um, and my brother, like I stated, they were nine and um, I was five, one was seven, my my youngest older brother was seven and my oldest brother was I want to say he was about nine um um, maybe eight but we were all kind of stair step maybe a couple of years or a year and a half apart and um so I remember I remember seeing that and at that point I don't think I really was afraid um and I say that because it wasn't happening to me you know um I I knew that they were going through it but part of me, I think, in looking back at it now, I think part of me felt protected by them because mm-hmm. they were getting the the grunt of of the um, hostility that was in the household. Um, at that time, I don't remember seeing um, my mom actually go through the abuse um, that, that I later saw her experience, mm-hmm. um, but. I think um, that was the first time, and and for me in my mind, like I stated, I, I I didn't I don't think I had enough sense to realize that that I should have been scared. <laughs> I was right. I was just you know I think I was just too young, and I don't think I really could understand the why behind it. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember my brothers coming in the room, you know, because we we were like in a I want to say maybe a two bedroom apartment at that time, mm-hmm. and we had the bunk beds, you know, and I remember. Um, us just kind of, you know, uh, nursing each other, you know, kind of just talking to each other. And yeah. my oldest brother, you know, he would, he got really, really bitter. Um, and, and he would often get in trouble. He was, he was skipping school at nine. I mean, he was fighting <laughs> oh, the police wow. at nine. Yeah. And breaking windows at nine. And I know now looking mm-hmm. back at it, it was all because of the way that he right. was handled. And I remember the police bringing him home um, and telling my mom that um, if if they didn't get a hold to him, that uh, one of them, meaning the police, was going to kill him, and yeah. which actually happened, you know, when he was 22. 
Um, he was shot and killed by a Richardson, Richardson, Texas police officer. Wow. So, so you know, so it was like the stage was being set, and mm. um, all of that anger and all of that bitterness that was there, um, had he had nowhere to go with it, you know. Right. And so, were you like the only girl in that in that time? Because you stated that you had uh, two brothers, uh, then you, mm. so you were the only girl. No, mm-mm. I had a baby sister, but she was she she was so little, you know. She was so little. She was, um, she was in her months, and um, so she didn't she didn't she was more protected, you know, um, as as a baby, of course, yeah. and um, you know, and and she just she she just I don't think she she was I don't think she was exposed until later. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she and I can't really speak or testify for her, but. Um, I don't know if she really understood what was happening. Um, I don't think she did. She couldn't have because she was too young. Right, she's a baby. Right, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, she was like in her months. Uh, makes total sense. Like so like, 10 months. So in the abuse of that was going on with them and you were being protected by them and I'm sure by God for sure, but whenever mm-hmm. the abuse came to you, how did that, came, how did that come about? Okay, so my brother's... Um, my mom decided to let my brothers go live um, um, in Arkansas with my grandmother, and they were that was at the time they were nine and about seven years old. Um, and so when they left, then I became the oldest, you know, mm-hmm. um, and and that's why I say now and and now when I look at it, that's why I say I believe that they them being there taking the grunt of the of what they were going through really protected them because after that they left and I began to suffer uh being molested and you know and and just mistreated you know and so um and I remember um the first time you know it, it happened you know it was like in my mind um I just didn't understand uh, what was happening? Um, I didn't. I couldn't. I couldn't verbalize it. Um, and I remember, you know, uh, him telling me, you know, you can't tell nobody about this, and you know, and you, 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 you better not tell nobody about this. And mind you, I'm, I'm, I'm five, right? right? Six years old, right? And so I'm looking at this person, you know, and I've already seen what he's done to my brothers. And so now, guess what? They're not there no more, right? Right. And so um, in my mind, um, I'm looking at, as as a kid, you know, thinking like, oh, I guess if I say something, then I'm going to be gone too. And, or what's going to happen to me? Am I going to get, you know, then fear came, you know, I think that's when the fear gripped me. And, and that's why I said, uh, looking at it now, I know without a shadow of doubt, though God protected me uh, mm-hmm. while they were there, but I also know them being there somewhat shielded me as well. Yeah. And I remember missing them so much, you know, because of just those different things that I was experiencing when they left. Right, because they wasn't really there to protect you or fight back for you um, yeah, as the yeah, older brothers. They, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't, I mean, so, I mean, you know, I didn't, I remember playing with dolls. I remember playing with my little sister, you know. Um, I remember those days, but most of my days was overshadowed with 
um, just those experiences. And I begin to act out. You know, I begin to fight all the time. I begin to become the bully, you know, at, at school that, that the other kids hate to come, see coming, <laughs> you know. And, and it's only because of um, the way that we, and I'm saying we because my brothers, you know, we were being built. And, um, you know, and so it was, it was a fight, you know, it was, it was, I, I couldn't fight at home. I couldn't let out that aggression at home because I was a victim at home. Um, yeah. but at school I could let it all out and, and, you know, and I could, I could be angry. I could be mad. I could take this out somewhere. Was it fair? Absolutely not. But when you're, uh, six, seven and eight, nine, ten, all the way up to you about 14, you don't realize yeah. that, you know, you don't, you don't realize that what you're doing, you're hurting others. And that's why I often say now, um, people that are hurting people, uh, nine times out of 10 have been hurt, you know, yeah. and, and, and they're, they're just trying to release that pain that they have. And unfortunately someone else becomes a victim of that. Right. So, um, when you say that being from, six all the way to 14 like did anybody on the outside may have i know back then it probably wasn't people wasn't probably in your business like that but like did anybody say okay well suzanne is dealing with you know dealing with something and her attitude has changed since she's been in school nobody really just acknowledged or did you ever have a chance to go out and seek or tell anybody that things are going on no um because i uh, it's sad. It's really sad to say when I look back now, you know, I think about it and I just uh, feel like nobody really paid attention. Mm. You know, I, I felt like nobody really paid attention to me like that because I was uh, always getting in trouble, um, mm. you know. And so it was more like, oh, she, she's just in trouble. She's suspended. She's this, she's that. Mm. Back then, nobody really took the time to figure out the why behind the behavior. Well, by now we live in a, we're living in a time now because uh, many of, of, of individuals have grown up in, in situations and their own experience shows them a lot about others. And when they see themselves in someone else, mm-hmm. you know, they're kind of like, wait, you know, what, what's really going on with you? You know, we sometimes we pay attention. There are yeah. those that don't pay attention. But for me personally, uh, my own life experience have taught me to pay attention. Um, to people, um, did, is they, is, have their behavior changed, you know, and why did their behavior change? Uh, did something shift in their life, you know, and um, that made them um, respond or react in a certain way, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I, I you know, would tell you all, you know, I, I don't, I don't, don't call kids bad because you don't know what it is that they're right. really dealing with, you know. Uh, we just see the fruit on the tree. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't see the root. You know, the only thing that we can see is the, the fruit. And so if you're just dealing with fruit, then nine times out of ten, um, you're probably dealing with the tree wrong. Right. Um, because, uh, you know, we're only we're only producing what, what's being rooted in us. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and, and again, that's experience talking because, um, back then, I couldn't. I, I kids don't know how to express themselves. 
you know. Right. We we don't know how to we kids didn't know how to we didn't know how to verbalize things, right. you know. And so uh just like a baby, a baby can't tell you they're hungry but by crying, right? Right. And right. so as they grow, they begin to they learn how to express themselves. They learn how to use words. And so uh when they're in pain, what do they do? They cry, you know. Right. And right. so it's like we have to understand is this a cry? Mm-hmm. that I'm hearing, you know, and so as we grow, as I grew up, uh, as young people, kids grow up today, uh, I'm listening for the cry of them, you know, and is it a cry of pain, and, and right. where is this pain coming from, you know, and so um, we as adults don't even know how to express ourselves half the time, right. you know, right. we we suppress, you know, right. we, 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 we attack, we retaliate, you know, we, we don't know how sometimes to express ourselves so just think about a five six seven eight year old child you know or a preteen needing to express hey this grown man over here is fondling me this grown man over here is molesting me you know how do you how do you express that you know um in a five-year-old body you know, and you don't even know what molestation is because that's not something that you talk about in the house. Right. You know, that's not it's something we talk about in our house. Right. <laughs> because right. you know, it, it ain't it ain't happening over here. You know, because right. uh, uh, you know we guard each other. But okay. me growing up, that's not something. And and even the most households um, mm-hmm. don't talk about it. They suppress it. They put it put it act as though it didn't happen. Yeah. And you know, and now that I'm an adult with the experiences that I've had, thanks be to God, you know, he's healed me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've forgiven, you know, and um, I've forgiven um, my, my, my bonus debt. Cause he actually adopted us, you know, he adopted me and my baby sister and I, I forgive him, you yeah. know, he's, he's deceased now, you know, but in order for me to get, to live in a place of peace, I had to let go and release, not just let go, but release yes. the offenses that was there. And that's what God began to talk to me about, you know, he said, the only way that you're going to get free from this is that you forgive this. Mm-hmm. And because for years it was a hold on me, you know, um, even as an adult, um, I found myself uh, going through emotions and dealing with things all because I hadn't forgiven. Sure. Um, I remember having a heated conversation with my mom one day, you know, uh, because part of me, I blamed her, you know, yeah. uh, because I felt like uh, she uh, failed to protect us, you know, and not just me. I was blaming her for my brothers, you know, right. because I felt like if my brothers would have been there, I wouldn't have went through what I went through. But who's to say if they would have survived, you know, right. and right. Uh, which my brother now um the the only one that I have now, mm-hmm. he'll tell you he feel like she saved his life, and I respect that. You know, right. um, I understand his viewpoint. You know, mm-hmm. uh, because he was like, if we would have saved that, we would have been dead. You yeah. know, and oh. I was like, you know, that's really interesting. That's a good way to look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you want to keep your heart pure. You right. know, from any offenses, and so it helped me to just look at and 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 God had to teach me. You know, um, she had a life. You know, she went through some stuff, you know, and at that point, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know because in my childlike mind and in my childlike understanding, um, all I saw was me. And now that I'm an adult, I'm a woman. I see her as a woman. I see her as a person that have gone through some things uh, somewhat like worse than what I've gone through to a degree. And at the I didn't know that. You know, right. I didn't I didn't know that. I didn't have a clue. Why? Because nobody talked. 
Right. And so um, as I grew up and began to have children, um, and, and you know that's something that, that I'm transparent about mm-hmm. uh, because I always wanted uh, my y'all to be protected. And mm-hmm. that's why it was so hard for me when I was, you know, when I'm going through this, this uh, Texas uh, CPS system and right. having to prove that I'm I'm a good mom, but I was just yeah. a kid even at that, you know, so um, but, you know, because I've always loved my kids and I've always fought to protect my kids uh, to the best of my ability and um, you know, and probably to a fault you know, I I, I believe I've been that, uh, what they call that, uh, Hoover Hover, Hover Mother <laughs> Uh, yes, a smother mother. I've been a, I've been a smother mother, you know. Sometimes, because I, I try so hard to keep y'all from mm-hmm. experience pain, you know. Right. That that sometimes I may have been overbearing, mm-hmm. um, because it's like, oh, now my mom, she's in, she's projecting fear now, you know, or she's projecting right. her experience now, you know. And while it can come from a good place, I mm-hmm. still have to um, be careful with that because you know, sometimes that can be hurtful. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I've learned a lot by the grace of God because it's God that has taught me everything I know. Right. <laughs> and and he's shown me everything I've seen. He taught me how to love my mom and forgive her uh, uh, and understand her. Um, one of the biggest things that he gave me was um, because my expectation of her was unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And at the time, as a child, I didn't know it was unrealistic. Right. Um, but as I grew up at becoming an adult and understanding her life and the journey that she had, mm-hmm. um, it was, my expectation was unrealistic. I, I, I wanted a mom that was, that was whole, <laughs> a mom that made all the right choices, a mom that wasn't right. wounded, you know, right. and a mom that, 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 you know, they really could, could in my thought be perfect. Right. But like your best when friend. I look back. Yeah, like my best friend, but not only that, but 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 somebody that uh, would have protected me, you know. Right. But now I understand that as being a mom, you know, it don't you don't you can't always protect, right. um, you know, and especially if you a victim too, because as I grew up in the house, um, you know, I saw her uh, go through. And then she was a fighter. Now don't get me wrong, cause she she wasn't no she she, right. she, she, hey, she wasn't going down without a fight. Uh, right. Because I, I saw I saw the fights, you know, I saw the swinging, I saw the breaking of the. Uh, of now the, we the know where the apple and, comes from. <laughs> you know, yeah, we we know we know where that fruit fell from, honey. We saw the fight. Hey, yeah, we saw right. it, you know, and 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 so it wasn't like she, you know, and and yet it was it was domestic violence, you know, right. because. Um, nobody should have to live like that, you know. Right. Nobody should have to. Uh, um, nobody should just have to live like that, you know. So, um, as I became a woman and then a woman of God, mm-hmm. uh, I began to understand life yeah. and um, and how life happens and how God would take everything that you've gone through and turn it for your good. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, people have. I've, I mean, you know, I counsel, I mentor. And mm-hmm. so when people are asking me, like, how how can you say God is going to turn this for my good? Mm-hmm. And I, when I tell you that was one of the questions I had, God, how are you going to turn this for my good? Right. And now I look at our world today and how uh, abused we are, you know, how 
um, you got you got two out of five men that have been sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. You have one out of four women that have been sexually assaulted. People are wounded and they don't know how to overcome things. Right. Um, they so so they you have those suppressors that they go into depression and and then they find themselves uh, suicidal, you know, and and feeling like they're alone. And when I began to look at it, and I was like, oh, yeah, God, you're going to get the glory out of this because I'm going to make the right. devil mad with this. Right. <laughs> because everything that I suffer, guess what? I'm coming for you. I'm coming right. for you. I'm looking right. for those women. I'm looking for those men um, that have been hurt that way because I can show, I can teach as an experienced person, as a person that's been healed. I'm right. that one that can say, oh, yeah, you can overcome that, and it ain't got to keep overcoming you. You don't right. have to keep going to bed at night and reliving and rehearsing right. uh, that thing that happened to you. You don't have to be, look, because me, you remember me, I, I didn't even like me and teachers because in, in the school system, right. remember? Because right. I was like, yeah. wait, hold on, what's up with yeah. y'all? What's wrong with y'all? What? what? <laughs> you I know, think- I had some... <laughs> Yeah, I think my first male teacher was Mr. Mays, and that was the only one you approved of, honey. That was it. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And 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 you can tell, and you can best believe I had my eyes open. Yes, too. right. And, and and he and he stayed in contact. I mean, he right. was, he was he very did. respectful, you know. And he was like, hey, you know, Tony this, Tony that, and I was like, okay, I, I think we gonna, I think we gonna be okay. I think okay, you're right. Cool right now. You're right. <laughs> and then and then when when your sister went to school and she had a couple of them, and I was like, wait a minute. Now, what is wrong with these men like, want to be? But that was my insecurities, and that was right. my fear. Right. And um, and so uh, and God began to show me that you know you can't you can't put every man in the same mm-hmm. uh, uh, in the same box or in the same right. boat because you had an experience, and yeah. that's something that is so easy for us to do because all I know is what I what I've experienced. And I've not had a good experience with a male figure at that point in my life. And um, because even the the boys that I, you know, call myself liking in school, they was abusive because, you know, that's how I ended up gang raped, Um, you know, um, and and pregnant and don't know who the daddy is, you know, because, you know, and and and, and it wasn't him, the guy that I was calling myself dating, but it was other boys that were um and then you know back then i don't know what they call it now but back then they call it the train yeah they call it still call it a train and okay and and it was it was humiliating you know and um it was something you you don't and 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 nine times out of ten the boys are running their mouth but you as a female you want to go somewhere and hide you know you want to go somewhere and kill yourself And uh, then to find out that I was pregnant, you know, that was a whole nother thing. And I couldn't tell that, you know, I, first of all, I couldn't tell I was skipping school. Okay. That's how the devil do you. He he, he get you over there on his territory. Then he binds you Mm -hmm. up. And so I'm thinking, I can't tell because I was skipping school. So now I got an answer to that. And, uh, and so next thing, you know, I'm in this web and, um, the guy that I call myself, um, going with at that time you know he was like you know i I, i'll be the i'll be the daddy and by then i was so bitter and mad you know what you know right and 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 then we started going through that whole thing with cps and um and and then they took the the dna from him and found out no you ain't the daddy well who the daddy well mind you i had i never told nobody that i had been gang raped until i actually started my radio broadcast well, I told my husband, but right, I, right. that, you know, so it's, it, yeah, it was, um, it was an interesting walk, you know, but to God be the glory, you know, right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm healed and I'm, 
I'm allowing God to to heal others through my life. Um, you know, I cry with you. You know, I, I'll even get mad for you. You know, <laughs> yes, and you uh, why you why? Because because you're going through those emotions. You're going right. through them, and you have to let right. that process go. You got to go through that process. You have to right. go through those emotions, and you know, until you get to the point where you're ready to say, okay. I'm tired. I'm 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 through crying, you know. Right. I'm through being angry. I'm through letting this have dominion over me because the Word right. of God teaches us we can't let this stuff have dominion over us. It controls us. Right. And um. So, so after right. No. Right. So mm-hmm. after like you know, and he uh, touched on a couple times, you know, being gang raped and um, going through that whole process with CPS, like before in the pro in going into the gang rape, like, was it something that was settled or like, was it like you were just randomly somewhere and you hanging out and they just decided, you know, just being boys, wilding out. Yeah. Well, actually the, the plan was what the plan was uh, with my <laughs> devilish self at that time, <laughs> with my little fast self at that time my rebellious self at that time. <laughs> so you know, many me labels. and the guy <laughs> you know, me and the guy that I would call myself going with and I say call myself going with because mm-hmm. I was young, you know. Right, and right. Uh, I was I was like thirteen, fourteen. And uh, so we called ourselves going together, you know, and so he and I was skipping school together and he um had a friend's house that um uh, that, you know, we was gonna go to. Mm-hmm. And um and and I had already been um, exposed to so much, so mm-hmm. fortunately for me, sex was just sex, you know, right. and right. and that's even sad to say, you know, at right. the age of thirteen because I'm I'd already I'm been tampered with, touched, right. and you know, right. so it's like hey, you know, and so anyway, it didn't mean anything, um, right. and so um, nevertheless, uh, so we were skipping school, and that was the plan. Well, while um, in action, shall I say, right. uh, you know, these guys come in and push him off, and and no, it wasn't no, he he didn't even know uh, oh, what was wow. what was going to happen. He he didn't right. have a clue. They locked him out of the house, and uh, and he was fighting the whole time to try to get in, and right. you know, we're a bunch of kids, a bunch of right. kids, just right. just just doing dumb stuff, you know. And right. if that was to happen today. Um, to one of my kids, I'm gonna lock some. I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now, somebody going to jail. Do you hear me? Somebody <laughs> is going <laughs> to jail if they if, if the police get there first. You know, right. I never want my I never wanted my kids to be in a position whereby no matter what they did, they couldn't tell me. Even though I'm right. sure they've been there, you know, mm-hmm. because again, I, I had my I had my uh, Hoover. What they say, uh, smother mother experience. Oh, smother mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, you know. So, but anyway, I never wanted. I never ever wanted uh, to think that my child would have suffered something like that, right. and could not tell me because they feared me more than they needed to. You know, right. because sometimes we as parents we do put our say our fear in in the kids and. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but but that's not the kind of fear, you know, that you want your kid to have to where they can't come right. and tell you what's going on. Even if I was wrong, skipping school, right. that was big enough for me to be able to go home and say, hey, I went through this today, you right. know, and, and feel like I could have been protected because, you know, but that wasn't that case. Right. 
Right. So um, now that you have gone through this whole journey, uh, BC, before Christ. Um, mm-hmm. So that journey of coming to Christ after that last scenario of, you know what, I'm tired. I don't, don't, don't want to do this no more. Like, I need I need something else. Like, this can't be this can't be it. Like, there has to be something else better than this. So in that, where were you in? How old were you when you finally hit that mark of saying something has to give? I was 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time I was 19, I had been, um, I tried suicide. Um, I tried, um, you name it. I had done lived on the streets. I had done been on the, at the Salvation Army. I had been at, you know, I just, just you know, I was done. Um, and I remember calling my aunt, and I, I don't even know how I ended up getting in contact with her, but anyway, I know I ended up talking to her. And, um, and I was just telling her stuff and she um and she just told me she said you need to call she said I want you to call Mother Neil you know she'll pray with you mm-hmm. and um I was like yeah, you know, I, don't, I don't know and that's when she was like look prayer don't hurt nobody you know just call right. her she'll pray with you and uh and so I didn't know at that time that she had been talking to her about me mm-hmm. um oh, and so um and so I called her uh, I called her and um and I said, um, you know, I told her who I was, and she was say, yeah, how are you? You know, she, you know, <laughs> you remember how she was? Yeah, like and uh, yeah, and she, you know, was very like the. I mean, it was her voice alone was comforting. Mm-hmm. And so, um, anyway, she, uh, you know, we begin to talk, and um, she said, "How how you doing? You know, your aunt, you know, shared some things, you know, so she didn't come off like she didn't know." You know, right, she, she right. did, you know, and so, um, and she said, well, I'm, I'm going to pray with you. And so when she prayed with me, mm-hmm. and when I tell you prayed, <laughs> baby, <laughs> you, uh, 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 it, no, man. I, no, I nobody that, can touch that, that one. Sorry. <laughs> honey, when I tell you prayed, because I, I, in that, in that life that I was in, I right. never, mm-hmm. never heard nobody pray, like she prays and uh and 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 the reason why i say that is because she had contact she had a connection Mm -hmm. and um and when she prayed for me she prayed things that i didn't say to her or my aunt said to her it was it was like the things that she was praying in that moment Mm -hmm. i was in that moment because i hadn't told my aunt i tried to kill myself i hadn't told my aunt you know, the, she, matter of fact, they didn't even know I had been raped. They hadn't even, they yeah. didn't even know that. All all they knew was that I had lost uh, my son to CPS and then, mm-hmm. um, and I was literally homeless uh, because yeah. after I lost him, I wasn't going back uh, yeah. to where I was. And so uh, then I became a runner. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> she, um, she prayed, you know, she prayed for me and um, she was blessed with the spirit of prophecy and God, um, mm-hmm began to use her to speak to me. And mm-hmm. um, and at that time, I had never heard prophecy, didn't know nothing about prophecy. Yeah. Um, but um, it was all on point. And, mm-hmm. um, and so she said, God is going to do something for you. She said, and I mean, God is going to do something for you. She, and she just began to minister to me, you know, letting me know that how much God loved me and how that um, he wanted to use my life. He wanted to uh, make all the the bad good, you know. He wanted to get it, get the glory out of it, 
you know, and I'm just like, I can't, I couldn't see it, but my heart right. and my spirit was so open that I I heard it, you know, mm-hmm. I heard it and, and it gave me hope um, where I didn't have it and um, gave me a strength that I didn't have. And yeah. so, uh, and I remember the first, that was the first time and I, and I didn't get in contact with her for a while. Mm-hmm. And then um, a little bit, I probably um, maybe about three or four months later, um, I called her again. And I'm going to tell you, when I called her that time, <laughs> that's when the walls fell. I mean, that that's when the Jericho walls fell. That's when he came in and, 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 and began to do a number on me. And she began mm-hmm. to tell me how that um, um, he was going to use me with others. And by that time, Mm-hmm. I was living with a guy. Um, we was we was we was living together. We was um, and and I began to uh, just God just really really began to draw me. And even at that time, God began to uh, deal with me in dreams and visions. I began to see things, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, and I would tell it. <laughs> I would tell uh, my friends and 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 the guy that I was going with at that time. I would tell mm-hmm. them the things that I saw and the things would come to pass just like I saw them. Wow. And, and so they were like, I don't want to hear no more. Don't tell me no more right. about your dreams. No, they didn't want to hear it. <laughs> and, and, but it was like, I, I saw, I, I didn't know what I was seeing, but apparently right. they knew. <laughs> right. And so anyway, the things, the things that I saw was coming to pass. So finally I got to the point where I was like, I didn't want to shack no more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was ready to just, just give God my all. I wanted to be a, a good mom to to my kids that I you know mm-hmm. that I had. I had already went through almost losing uh, you and uh, your brother to CPS, and I was like, mm, right. no, God, I can't, I can't handle that again. I, right. and I was like, I, I can't, I can't, and um, I, I couldn't, and um, and I think I probably, I don't know what would have happened if that would have happened, but anyway. Right. Thank God. So Hallelujah. God, uh, <laughs> Amen, 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 and so He. So, um, so I made up my mind. I said, God, I want to live saved. And then I began to pray. I said, God, if this is not my husband, you know, mm-hmm. move him because I didn't want to. I didn't want to live like that. Yeah. And it was about three three days later, uh, Dallas PD picked him up and mm-hmm. not Dallas he was gone PD. For about Dallas PD picked him mm-hmm. up and uh, well, and, and he somebody. ended up getting like about five years. And I was mm-hmm. like, Wow, you know, Lord, okay, right, okay, you made your statement. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> and so, uh, and I was, I was still calling uh, uh, Mother Neil. She would pray with me every night. I need, I remember, I needed a job. I couldn't, I couldn't. I, I, I was like, I can't, cause he was gone, right. and so I was about to get evicted. And Spirit of God used her, and so said God said that He was gonna work it out. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you He worked it out, He gave me a job down the street um, from 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 the apartments that I lived in. Touched the uh, apartment manager's heart, worked out the the payments and everything. When I tell you everything worked out, everything worked out. He blessed me with a good friend that used to watch y'all while mm-hmm. I worked, and I would watch her kids while she worked. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but then it got to the point where. And I was winning. When I tell you I was winning, I was winning. I was winning souls to Christ. I was having prayer meetings at the house over the phone. Wow. My friends was getting blessed. And I was 19. Wow. I was 19. On fire. And, uh, on fire. When I tell you God did it, he did it. And so, uh, and back then, we didn't have cell phones. Right. Uh, we didn't have un- unlimited long distance. So my phone got cut off. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would call her all the time. Right. 
and, and she and she was and she would always tell me she like you don't have to call me every night you know and, right. and I don't want your phone bill to be up and I was like oh this my lifeline I needed right I needed that lifeline and um and so anyway and because at that point I I was a babe in Christ and I didn't really um you know know the voice of God like that I was learning mm-hmm. but I didn't know it. And, right. um, but God was blessing me. And so anyway, uh, when my phone got turned off, I, I didn't find a church home in Dallas. So it was kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but about, uh, I remember the last time that I talked to her, she told me, she said, I don't know how or when she said, but I see God bringing you to Arkansas. She said, God wow. bring you. I see you coming to Newport. And I was like, what? I don't know nobody in Newport. <laughs> right. And, uh, and, and I didn't know that my dad was there. And mm. so I have seen God piece my life together. I have seen God, when I tell you what, you know, we always say it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Right. right. And and when I tell you my life started showing up ratchet and raggedy, uh, uh, but, but when I see God, what he have done in my life and through my life now, right. the love that I, that I have, um, for those that, that wrong me, I'm good. You know, yeah. uh, my kids, I, I, when I tell you, God taught me how to be a mother and mm-hmm. not saying I got it all right. But when I tell you, he taught me some stuff, yeah. he taught me. And that was the first prayer that he gave me when he actually got me real good and saved. I was like, God, teach me how to be a mother because right. I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want my kids going through what I went through. Right. Give me discernment so that way I ain't hooking up with people that right. that don't mean me no good. That's gonna right. abuse my kids, you know. Right. God save me, you know. And and so and then he spoke and how that he was gonna um, bless my life, how he was, how who he had for me was was going to be good for me and he was going to be good for my kids. And, mm-hmm. you know, and when I tell you he was probably better, he, he's probably better to them than I am to him. Yes, uh, he is, Lord. <laughs> yes, he is. That's my daddy, y'all. Because, because, because <laughs> see, when I tell you, he, he loved hard. Yeah. Um, and, and he, and he warded me off of him. Yes, time. he did. Hallelujah. And, and, and still do. What's the crystal crazy do. about it? Still do. And they grown. You're and right. the grandkids too. Grandkids yeah. too. He, mm-hmm. like, he like, mm. and so, you know, and I, and can't nobody put your life together like God right. can. Mm-hmm. You know, can't nobody, nobody. you gonna mess it up no. every single time. No. And that's why I tell people, you know, don't be in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Wait on God, yes. because the it's gonna be worth it. When I tell you it's gonna be worth the, it is worth the wait. Mm-hmm. When I look at my, when I look at how I miss my dad, my real dad, my biological dad. Yeah, how did that uh, journey go up, of you? Yeah, I was gonna tell you how did that journey go of you meeting your real dad? Uh, my auntie, okay. <laughs> I, I called her one. <laughs> I called her one day and I asked her what was because I because I we never talked about my dad. I right. never knew my dad's name. Uh, nothing. I know nothing about my dad. And um, so my um, stepdad adopted me in the when I was in the sixth grade, mm-hmm. and uh, so changed my name. And so, right. um, but but. When I was um, going through those processes, I remember asking my auntie, you know, what's what's his name? What's my daddy's name? And yeah. she told me. She, and she told me his nickname, too. Mm-hmm. And I said, really? I said, so where he from? <laughs> right. And I said, where he from? 
And she said, he's from Newport. And I was like, really? Mm. Wow. Did you know that and before or after, after Granny? No, after. That was oh, after no. Nanny told me. Because okay. I, I remember, remember I said, why would I go to Newport? I don't right, know about right. in Newport. Right. And, so, uh, and so it was just, I, I asked. I just, I don't know. I mean, it had to be God to even get me to ask her because I didn't know that she knew. And so, right. um, and she told me, she she told me his name. And so I was like, hmm, okay. So I remember going to work that night because I didn't have no phone, right? So I went to work that night and I called information uh, <laughs> from work. <laughs> and uh, and I asked for, you know, I got his phone number and mm-hmm. it was listed. And so I held on to that phone number for about a good, probably two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, you know, I just didn't know, you know, right. I didn't know what to expect. Right. And so, um, and so I remember, um, one particular night I said, I'm a, I'm a, one, one day, cause I was working day shift. I was like, I'm mm-hmm. gonna call him. I'm just gonna call him. And right. so I called him and, um, and when I called him, I asked for his nickname mm-hmm. because I wanted to make sure I had the right person. Right, right, right. And so, uh, so when I asked, my sister actually answered the phone, you know, mm-hmm. and Clara, she answered the phone. And I asked, I asked for Sonny, and she was, she are real quiet because they don't call him that now. Right. They don't call him that. So she said she knew later on after we met and everything. She was like, I knew somebody from the past because nobody calls him that now. Wow. wow. And yeah, and so, uh, so he was at work. So every time I would call him, he would be at work because he worked during right. the day. And uh, and she was giving him the messages. She was giving wow. him the message, and um, and so finally I called him one night. Mm-hmm. And um and <laughs> and I remember out after that he got on the phone when I asked for him, when I tell you shaking like a leaf, when okay. I tell you nervous, honey, <laughs> I didn't have the Holy Ghost, but I know I probably <laughs> having some stammering tongues going on, honey, because right. I was a nervous wreck. <laughs> and uh and so when he got on the phone, I said hi, you know, this, I'm Suzanne, and told him my name, and he's like okay, and I said my mom said you're my dad. And he said, "Yeah." Oh, you yeah, just gave it to I, him. I, you just—I I did. I, just, I, I didn't know what to say. I, I said, "We gonna clear this up now. We ain't gonna talk about nothing else." I just need right. <laughs> and, and and I did. And, and he said, uh, "He said, yeah, yeah, I'm your dad." And it was like a holy hush for at least. It felt like right. about five minutes, but I know it wasn't. It right. just felt like that. And um and he began to just ask me, you know, just kind of like asking, get to know you type of questions. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, so. You know how you doing? You know where you at, and you right. know uh, t- what's what's going on with you, and you know and stuff like that. So uh, we talked a couple of times, and I remember telling him that I was going to come down to visit Easter Sunday. Right. And uh, and he was like, okay, Good Friday. That's what I said. Good Friday mm-hmm. would be that way. Good Friday, I was going to bring uh, me and the kids to be down Good Friday, and he was excited, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't tell him. Um, I told him when I was coming, but I didn't go when I said I was going. <laughs> I oh, ended up no. going so I yeah, I ended up going sooner. And uh oh. and the reason I, I because I had my vacation and right. so I was like, We don't go on and go. And I was at that point in my life I had to do something. I was yes. when I tell you I was I was I had to do something because <laughs> I was sick of me. Right. And um, you know, and but at the time I didn't know where that was gonna lead me. 
Right. And so, um, so I remember driving. I had never took a road trip before, so I packed up bologna sandwiches and all these chips and everything. Thought you would have thought we'd been going a long way, but it was right. just our drive. But, <laughs> honey, we when I tell you, I, I we were ready, and um, and I had never drove that long distance by myself. Right. But anyway, uh, didn't have GPS. Oh, wow. all I had was an address. So back in the day, you that's where you stop and ask people, hey, you know, you know, I knew because once I got to Little Rock, I knew, you know, because right. that I got lost because I knew Arkansas. But once I got to, to Little Rock, I was like, where in the world am I going? Right. And, um, and I couldn't call nobody because I didn't have a, we didn't have cell phones. Right. And so uh, I stopped at a gas station and asked somebody where was uh, Newport. And they told me which highway to take and said, just keep going until you get to the end of the highway. Because it mm-hmm. was at the end of the highway. Now they've added more highway, but right. it was the end of the highway. And so I went and I remember I pulled up at the Exxon there and I went in and I got to the payphone and I called him mm-hmm. and I told him that we were there. And it was probably about almost 10 o'clock at night. Oh my! And uh, yeah, it was like ten o'clock at night. We just kind of popped up there on them, right? <laughs> and, right. Uh, and so, uh, so when we got there, uh, so my sister, she was uh, working at the hospital, so she came and met us because she was just getting off. Right. And uh, and so we met at the uh, Exxon gas station, and I trailed her uh, out to the country. Oh my God! Yeah. Was, you already know it's so dark. I love it. And oh, Su- so and look and Suzanne Suzanne didn't know nothing about that. I was from the I was from the Dallas area, honey. Well, it was lights well. everywhere. <laughs> I was like, what in the world is this? And where are we going? Right. And, uh, and but God, it was God yeah. the whole time. It was God, and um and I appreciate Him. I, I mm. appreciate God. I appreciate God for um even that because you know after that you have gone through. Mm-hmm. abuse and you've gone through the things that I went through as a child needing a dad, wanting a dad mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden this man is like yeah you're my daughter you know and it wasn't no rejection, no drawback right. no question about it you know and it, it that healed me in so many areas right. and then um, so when we, I've been pulling up to the driveway you know and they all was outside uh, waiting on us to come, um, little Renard, your uncle, and mm-hmm. uh, and they just, you know, you could tell people's like, hmm, is she ours? Is she, you know, and and right. me, I'm like, am I yours? No, <laughs> you right. know, am I yours? You know, right. and uh, but I was his because he said I was, you right. know, and right. thirty years later, he ain't took it back, you know, wow. and um, and if and when I tell you, um. That I always tell people, yeah. uh, and I think I posted something about you know around his birthday. I say you know he's the first man I saw really being a man, right? And um, you know, and and unfortunately I had to be 21 years old to, right. to see that, you know. And um, and it's interesting because when I got there, you know, open arms, they were excited for us to be there. My brother gave up his room for us, <laughs> and um, it was it was it was such an experience that I didn't want to leave right and so um and so i remember um also i remembered mother neil and i was like mm-hmm. she said i was going to come to newport Where right is she at? how right. can i find her 
you right. know, and so, you know, now I'm on a hunt looking yeah. for this lady. And so, <laughs> so I go to the, uh, my sister worked at the hospital and I asked the receptionist, do you know this lady? And she was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. Her. And I was like, I asked my sister, but she said, she don't know. She said, oh, I make her know. She'll know. Her. Now mind you, new, new boy, <laughs> I know everybody. everybody and so, everybody. uh, it just, yeah, but it just so happened it was two people with that name there. Mm. And so um, she was like, oh, I'll make her remember her. And I was like, okay. And so, and she did. And she said, oh. So the next day uh, I drove up, I went over there, I uh, met her, uh, and it was it was definitely an experience. And um, I remember we sat down and talked, and she said, so how's it going with your dad? And I was like, it's, it's good. I said, I really don't want to, you know, I really don't want to leave because I felt home. Right. Um, I felt protected. I felt supported. Um, something I had never experienced, um, you know, in my life. Right. And um, I felt safe. I felt like you all was in a safe place. Right. And um, and it was it was it was a slower um, town. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't driven. I wasn't clubbing. Well, yeah, right. I did do a little clubbing, but not like I was <laughs> right. in Dallas, you know. Right. And right. so, uh, you know, so it just slowed me down and right. um, put me in a different space. Mm-hmm. And so um, then here I am being introduced, reintroduced to Christ, and um, right. going to church and 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 having that full uh, transformation experience and meeting my husband. You know, it's like my life just. God just brought it together, and um, it was amazing because the ministries that I was a part of, mm-hmm. uh, how they ministered to me, right. um, even even um, you know um, Pastor Ernie Childress, uh, mm-hmm. he passed now, but he uh, right. I remember him calling me out, you know, it was like God sees your concern uh, about John. He was saying he was in between John and Jonathan because you know I named your brother mm-hmm. Jonathan, right? And right. so we, so so he was like. Uh, God sees your concern, and and again, I had never been exposed to the gifts of knowledge, right. and so when He spoke that, it about took me out because wow. people didn't know uh, uh, how every 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 November seventh I was going through a right. major depression, right. you know, and and how I just even though I had you and Tony, I was always I mean you and Dwayne, I was right. always missing that one. And right. um, and miss me missing that one kept me in a dark place. Right. God was with me. He was there. He kept me, you know, but there was always those moments that I would go into that depression. His birthday, right. um, just certain things would happen. I would have dreams about him and, right. and I was just going through. Right. And uh, so it was, it was just, a, I got so much to tell you. How much time you got on this thing? Because... <laughs> no, I got you. I'm good. I'm ready. I can break it down. <laughs> you know, so, so it's just, it's, it's just amazing. So living, living there took me to a place of, of, of me. Well, first of all, meeting my dad, going back to that part, meeting my dad. Uh, and I remember uh, we would take losses, me and, and I would just share that went through and, and um, you know, and seeing his response, you know, in my and and you know, you know, your 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 grandpa, he's a cool dude, you know, he kind of holds himself cool together, papa. you know, and uh, and he and and you know, and just seeing his caring, you know, right. and just seeing him learning me and being patient with me because I wasn't that easy to deal with when I first because I was going through some emotional trauma, <laughs> right. and right. um and and and. You know, I wanted to be grown, but then at the same time, 
there was a little girl in me that needed that dad right. to raise me. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and he knew that, um, and he was patient with that. It was a few times he was ready to get to me though, but, <laughs> <laughs> but he, but he got, you know, he understood that I had, right. um, I had a life before him, you know, right. and, um, so to have me. Papa and Mimi, like, mm-hmm. how did it feel to have another woman come into your life, step into a place where that particular part of your life was damaged uh, at that point? I always tell people, God has a way of putting people in your life when you need mm-hmm. them most. Right. And I didn't know how to be a mother because, mind you, I was living on the streets. I was I was right. doing what I was doing and, um, you know, and I was, you know, just wasn't settled at all and um you know in survival mode and um so when she when she popped up (laughs) you know i i was i I never i mean it was just it was amazing it was amazing because when i tell you when god do it god does it Mm -hmm. and so uh i remember when we first when we when i asked the question if i could stay Mm -hmm. i expected you know, mm-hmm. uh, some some drawback or reservation, but it was like all right. open heart. And wow. um, but I remember when we the first night we stayed uh, there. The next day, uh, she took off from work. We went mm-hmm. we went shop. She took a shop, and she. I mean, it was when I tell you she stepped up into a place that I needed her to be, and it wasn't even just for the natural. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. it was it was she she had a caring. Um, spirit about herself that that I had never felt, right. and uh, and and she embraced us. Uh, she embraced you. She embraced the wine. She embraced us, mm-hmm. and she was gonna be mama. You know, and I remember right. y'all wasn't even calling me mama at that time. Y'all right. were calling me Suzanne. <laughs> she about came <laughs> unglued. She said, "What are they calling you then?" <laughs> and I mean, she she began to teach me how to mother. She mm-hmm. began to teach me how to. Uh, I'm, and I'm talking about stuff that I should have knew, you know what I'm right. saying? But but I didn't know, or I wasn't cognizant of it uh, once I got there. Because right. I think when I first got there with them, when we first moved there, I think mm-hmm. a part of me, um, what I like to say, reverted to a little right. girl uh, mm-hmm. because I felt that father, I felt that mother um, mm-hmm. that was there, that was uh, willing to do stuff that, Right. nobody ever done <laughs> right. and uh and so i had to grow back up because i mean she was like uh you know she would get y'all bad she would comb your hair i mean she yeah, was like doing it that she was, yeah that hot comb she i mean she, she would Sunday. dress y'all from from head to toe mm-hmm. i mean she made sure that y'all were groomed and it was almost like i needed that for that moment you know right. because I needed to see it done. Right. And because uh, and, I had not seen it done, I was doing it, but I was doing it the only way that I knew how. Right, right. And so uh, when she did it, mm-hmm. she showed me how it's supposed to be done. Right, right. <laughs> she showed me how, you know, to really 
uh, 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 take pride in my kids, how to how, right. to how to dress them, how to clean them, how to how to talk to them, how to mother them, you yeah. know. And and she would tell me times be patient, you know, with them. Uh, you know, you can't whoop them for everything. And I was <laughs> like, that's all I know. Right, right. <laughs> and so, and, and you know, it was just things like that that she did, and um, you know, and and so it wasn't. There was never a time, you know, young people today, they can be like, hey, my mama. I never felt that from, I never felt that emotion from me uh, coming from her because I really appreciated uh, what they did. Um, And I knew that wasn't no easy task because my, my daddy got sisters. (laughs) <laughs> my right. daddy got brothers. His right. brothers was cool, but some sisters they was like, "What y'all do? What, huh?" You know, and and at that time, of course, I never knew it because my dad covered that. You know, right. and even uh, um, my mom, my bonus mom, she covered mm-hmm. that. Matter of fact, yeah. we just now starting to talk about grown up stuff. You know, and right. talk about the things that she, you know, kind of endured when I was when I came in. I told her, I, said, I already know because I'm a woman today. <laughs> I know you right. went through some stuff. <laughs> right. You know, so it was it was it's a it was a blessing. I mean, it was a blessing. It was a blessing, right when I needed it. And, and um, you know, God definitely yeah. knows how to put you in that position when you need it, how you need it, yeah. where you need it, and on time. Mm-hmm. And definitely mm-hmm. on, on time. time. Mm-hmm. So I know you didn't point this out, but we know we when you met Mother Neil, her husband, mm-hmm. which is my daddy, uh, is her Mother Neil's son. So yeah, like, yes, so yes. how did that even transition? So you meet Mother Neil, and you like, you know, oh my God, it's so good end to up, meet you. End up married to her son. End up married to her son. Like, how did it even happen? Like, how do you just do that? That was that was interesting uh, uh, because I remember when I okay so remember I said I went to the hospital to find out mm-hmm. where she lived right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so um, um, so when I went over to her house and knocked on the door he answered the door mm. and uh, and you know and me you know I was like hmm, okay but I'm gonna get out from over here right because <laughs> so, you already know who you know was this, I don't, I don't <laughs> right. know what this is right here right, and, um, right. and uh because he was he was he was creep you know he, 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 he still he, is y'all he, still he, is he still y'all. is yeah he yeah. still is you know <laughs> and so um and and she wasn't there, so I knocked right. on the door and he answered and mm-hmm. uh you know and she wasn't there so I left and um and I mean, of course, I didn't think nothing of it at that time. Right. And so um, eventually, as I began to draw closer to her, he he also, being a minister, mm-hmm. um, was in the Bible study settings, in the prayer meetings, mm-hmm. and uh, was ministering to me. And so we just kind of um, started growing um, together. Um, and we just began to, you know, it was like we were so compatible you know, mm-hmm. and um, I remember asking God one time, I said, Lord, I said, you know, I said, I want a man of God, you know, mm-hmm. that's what I, I, I want, you know, I just begin to pray, God, I want a man of God, and right. um, and he was showing me, he, my husband today, not my mm-hmm. husband then, right. you know, was showing me um, uh, what that was, what that looked like, right. and so, um, so God began to give me uh, surround me with others uh, that were saved, that were um, 
that was walking with him that had those callings and um mm-hmm. and so I we just begin to do ministry together. We witness mm-hmm. together, we go to travel, evangelize together and uh we will grow together. And so <laughs> I remember um being in service one night and um one of the pastors uh the no no he's an evangelist. Um mm-hmm. he called me up and um he was he told me, he said, you know, he said, I see a man standing next to you. And God, he said, God going to make you happy. And mm. I was like, hmm, okay, you know. He said, okay. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm good with that. And and I right. didn't know who it was at that time. You know, even though we were we were good friends, we were, we were good ministry um, conduits, um, right. I just didn't, I didn't, it wasn't, th- we weren't there yet. Right. And so, um, so anyway, um then I went to service one night, and Pastor Tildress called me out, and he was like, somebody's mm-hmm. thinking about asking you to marry them, and when mm-hmm. they do, you let me know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh? I was like, right? And then I my flesh, I was, I was like, I was like, I don't know, that don't mean it's God. You know me, I'm not right. I don't know, I don't mean it's God, just because cause, you know, I'm single and saved. Huh? I'm single right. and saved and satisfied. Right. And, um, and so, anyway, uh, I remember going back to uh, Mother Neal's house because she rode to church with me, so I took her home. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we went in the house, and uh, I began to share with him what Brennan had said. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he, you should have seen the look on his face. I can't face. He, Honey, he got up, and he walked to the back of the house and didn't come back to the front. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, okay. I don't, I, I, and I still didn't have a clue. I still didn't have a clue. <laughs> And wow. uh, and so I was like, huh, you know, all right, well, good night, you know. Right. So I came on, went on home. And so I think it may have been about a week later mm-hmm. um, where he actually um, brought it back up again and was like, okay, so if if that was me, if that was right. me, mm-hmm. I'm like, yes. are you are you asking what is right. this, you know? And so, uh, so it just kind of uh, flourished from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from there, oh, my God, everywhere we would go, uh, somebody was calling him out or calling me out and was, you know, played a wedding march. I see you get right. married, you know, and it was like, <laughs> it was just, you know, it was just confirmation after confirmation. Right. And yet at the same time, we were having our challenges too. Right. And right. so, um, you know, but it was, it was interesting. It was, it was, I wouldn't have never thought, I definitely wouldn't have never thought, I, I wouldn't have never thought that was going to be and, uh, you know, moving to Newport and, right. you know, God just turning my life, not not upside down, but right side up. Because it was already up, it was already upside down. Right, right. So he just turned it right side up. Yeah, turned from a city girl to a whole country girl, because Newport is where uh-huh. the dirt meet the gravel. Honey, ain't nothing there. Uh, and, and like, look, and you know it had to be God because I liked it. Right. <laughs> you know, and I stayed there and was contented. So you know it had to be God because that's not that place where usually what? usually people leave right. Newport to, and go to right. the city, not leave the city and go to Newport. But God knew what I needed. God probably would have been dead somewhere if I would have stayed. Right. You know, where I was. That sounds, yeah, sounds about right because Dallas got that. Got that uh back then I'm sure it was probably a little bit more intense than it is now, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely, because I was running. I I remember when I before I just totally gave all up to God, um, mm. I, I came back to Dallas to uh 
and I was going to go clubbing one night. And um, <laughs> and I called my friend, and I was like, hey, I'm in town. And she was like, hey, girl, we're going to go out. And I was like, oh, for real? Okay, I'm mm. right on time. Let me call my mama, see if she's going to keep the kids. <laughs> and so, uh, and which she never did, but that right. night she did. She wow. said she would anyway that night. Right. And so I dropped them off at the club, and they was like, you going to come back? And I was like, yeah, I'm coming back. I got to drop my kids off. And so uh, I'm on my way home, uh, on my way to my mom. She lived over in Pleasant Grove at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were, um, it was dark when we got in. I had my suitcases and, you know, we going in green, bl- don't know, blind yeah. as it was, mm-hmm. blind, just blind walking. <laughs> and so I got my got my um, suitcases. I got you and your brother and we going up the stairs. And I hear these footsteps coming up behind me. And by the time I turn around, by the time I look over the balcony, because mm-hmm. uh, she lived upstairs, by the time I look over the balcony, I see this uh, young man pulling his stocking cap over his face. And so he's running up behind me, and he robs me. I'm beating on my mom's door oh. trying to get in, wow. and he robs me. And uh, and it was like everything just started going in slow motion. And oh. while while it was happening, I could literally, like, I seen the vi- a vision of a picture of me, you, your brother, on back then it was uh, Dallas Times Herald. Now mm-hmm. they don't have that. They have well, the morning news. Well, they had them both, but they apparently Times Herald just went out. But anyway, um, and I could literally see our picture on the cover of the of the uh, newspaper, like an obituary. Wow. And um and and just that fast. And so when I so after that he uh robbed me. He ran back downstairs, had my purse, everything, ran back downstairs, and uh, your granny finally opened the door. And she said, why are you beating on this door like you're crazy? I'm like, I just got robbed. Okay, I'm telling and you. <laughs> I just got robbed. I'm beating on the door because I need you to open the door. <laughs> so, right. uh, which is probably the grace of God that she didn't, you know, because it could have went any kind of way from yeah, there. Right. So anyway, um, you know, so going in the house, I don't know how my friends got home from the club because Suzanne mm. got in the house set yeah. herself down that weekend mm. and it was just so happened that I had left money home uh, back with my dad mm-hmm. and so I called him and told him wire me the money because you know we didn't have cash out right. and so I said wire, wire me the money and so he was and he was like fussing at me he was like every right. time you go to Dallas something happened mm. and I had a, I had a wreck I had wrecked my car when I came back to Dallas I was still on the run I was the Lord he I was a fish uh, uh, on the hook, but I was still kind of flopping a little flopping bit. Flopping around. And so mm-hmm. I was flopping, and I was still trying to get that last feel, that last <laughs> er, that last fleshy That's satisfaction. Right. <laughs> and so here it is. I had done wreck my car, coming to Dallas one time, and then I got robbed. And mm-hmm. so that last time that I got robbed, he was like, you know what? He said, uh, my dad, he was like, uh, every time you go, while you r- ripping and running up and down this highway, every time you go, something happened, right. and it was a truth. Right. And uh, but that time, honey, when I tell you, God shook me real good, and I said, God, you get me back home. Mm-hmm. I said, you won't have to worry about me again. I know where to go, and I told God this. I said, Lord, I just want my driver's license right. because I didn't want to drive all the way back right. to Arkansas without him. And so I was leaving that Sunday. Mm-hmm. My dad wired me the money Saturday. So uh, Sunday morning before I left, the police knocked on the door. 
and he handed me my purse. He said, we found your purse. He said, ain't no money in it. He said, but it looks like your driver's license and everything else is still intact. And when I, when, I mean, I was like, wow, Lord, when I tell you, that's why I tell people, you don't come too late, try to tell me about God. (laughs) Because when I tell you that right there, I was like, Lord, I'm, I'm not, I'm going, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to obey you. And it's funny because when I got home, nobody believed that I had got robbed because I still had my purse in my ID. (laughs) And daddy, daddy was like, you ain't what what you do go up there and blow your money and needed me to send you some right. money to get back you know and i was like no i really did get robbed and it was hard to prove it but god and i know my mama yeah. know i right. got robbed <laughs> right. and so um and so but from that point on honey god didn't have no trouble out of me i got myself back to to, to newport arkansas hooked mm-hmm. up with mother neil and the saints and i've been running ever since because i was like i'm not finished to uh, die out here like this right. because the vision itself was so real to me mm. and at that moment you know I'm seeing not just me but I'm seeing y'all right. you know I'm like I'm finna we all finna be wiped off this earth right. you right. know and we got and I and at that time I didn't know nothing about legacy but today I know about legacy right. you know and and I was like boy the devil want to wipe out legacy mm-hmm. you know but God saved me praise Amen. God Hallelujah, because we wouldn't be here Bless today. His name. Y'all wouldn't be here, honey. If I wouldn't have saw, had that moment of, of, of clarity, mm-hmm. you better sit down because you are on the broad way of destruction and you right. are on your way fast. Mm-hmm. And and he didn't have no trouble after that, honey. I got my little self down there and got myself together because I was like, Lord, <laughs> okay. Right. And then, look, one night in the club down there, still acting wild, acting up. This was before this, because that was my, the, the robbery is what settled me. Right. Uh, but before the robbery, me walking all up to that and me running from God, mm-hmm. because it was it was so amazing to me at that point, because I could literally feel the hand of God upon me. Wow. I felt the hand of God so heavy on me. I would tell God, I would have conversations with him. I'd be like, Lord, just let me go do this right quick, and, mm-hmm. and then I'll, I'll be ready. I'm, right. I'm trying to make a deal with him because right. his presence is so heavy on me. And yeah. so, um, so this one particular night, I went to the club with a guy that I was dating, and uh, back home in Newport, and um, and I never stayed till the club was over, till the club club closed because yeah. that's when the fights break out, right? right that's when they, people right. get that got that devil juice in them, they go out <laughs> right. crazy. Right. And but this particular night, I stayed too long, and I'm standing next to this guy, and um, then the guy that I was there with, and another guy on the other side of me. And this female comes up and she pulls out a knife and she she just really shanked this guy mm. that was standing next to me. Honey, you talking about somebody drop whatever whatever you know? cooler whatever was in Stop my off. hand? Right. I drop. Uh, gotta go. Got Lord. Okay, Jesus. Okay, Lord. Yeah. You you just yeah. getting too close to me right here. Right. And so uh, I left. I left the club that night and I did what I ain't never went back to one thing. Because mm. I was like, because I I knew that. There was a devil on my trail, but at the same time, I knew that God was on my right, trail too. Right. And and I was at that point in my life where I had to make a choice. Right. Uh, you gonna either serve me, or right. you just finna just because your life ends here. Right. You know, one way or another, the right. life you've been living is gonna end right here. You either right. gonna begin to live for me, 
or right. you gonna you gonna go on into an eternal hell? And right. um, I was too scared to die. I wasn't uh, right. Right. I mean, I and and look, did scared to live, but I sure was written scared to die. So I took right. my chances on living at that point. And um, and I just you know, and he had no more problems out of me. I mean, I went through that year of of running and and in and out and. Right. Knew I would, like I say, I could feel God's hand up on me. I could feel his presence. Mm. I would get in the car, and I would feel him there. And and it was just, like, heavy. And um and I was like, Phew. I was running, though. I was trying to get away. Trying to get away. That's like a child trying mm-hmm. to run away from their parents. Just got that whole, the, the hem of your shirt just running. Hold on mm-hmm. to you. Just run. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And trying to say, look, trying to save you from your own crazy self, trying to save right. you from your own self destruction. <laughs> right. I'm trying to save you. Uh, right. How am I gonna go in the club with you? Okay, I'm gonna show you how I'm gonna go in the club with you. I'm gonna right. go in the club with you, and you gonna stuff gonna break out around you, and you gonna barely escape the edge of that sword. Oh, right. oh you finna? You still wanna go to the club? Okay, let's right. go on up here. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you how. Um, and and people don't believe it though, but God God will go there. He will right. go there to yes. get you out of there. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I appreciate him for it because he sure delivered me. <laughs> and I thank and God I, for that too because I don't know where I, we would be if that would have uh, happened. That's for sure. Because I showed him. Look, and at that time, young and dumb, didn't have no house in order. Didn't have no house in order, honey. Right. So somebody would have been, and they didn't have GoFundMe back then. <laughs> they didn't GoFundMe. I don't know. No, they didn't have to GoFundMe. I don't know how I would have been buried. I don't know how. I don't know. Because it would have been yeah. somebody else's burden because of my foolish lifestyle. Right. But right. I thank God. I thank God for his grace. I Amen. thank God for it. Amen. So for someone that is, has went, is, is going through the journey, that you have been through and um, have by the grace of God come through, what advice would you give to them now while they're in, while they're running, I'll say it like that, while they're running, um, what kind of advice would you give to them? Stop running. You're running from love. You're running from something bigger than you. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and, and you're running towards destruction. The word of God said he chasing those whom he loves. Mm-hmm. He going to chase you and he going to chasten you. Mm-hmm. And and he and, and sometimes people don't know that they're going through things because God is trying to draw them. Mm-hmm. And and God is a God of love. God is a God of patience. And and mm-hmm. and but yet at the same time his mercy you know it, there there's a time where he's done. <laughs> where he will cut off because you you can't keep rejecting him and thinking that he's going right. to be coming for you. Right. You right. know, and, and 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 that's where, you know, I was I had to come to the point where understanding that I'm rejecting God. Mm-hmm. I'm rejecting breath. I'm rejecting life. Right. I'm rejecting so much because God is so big and God is so good. Right. And so when you're rejecting God, you're cleaving to death. You're cleaving mm-hmm. to destruction because you can't have them both. And that's right. what, what we have to understand. The word of God said, choose ye this day whom ye shall serve. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you can't serve two God. You can't serve God and man. You can't serve God and yourself. You right. know, we have to be willing to say, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm done running. Yes. I don't want it to take 
death, destruction right. to get me to hearing to to submitting to you because that's not his it's not his that's not his plan. The word right. of God said it's with loving kindness that I draw mm-hmm. you. Right. And so he's wanting to draw us with a love and with kindness, you know, and yet he's like, okay, so you want that world like that? That world that right. good to you? Right. You know, that, that abusive relationship that good to you? You know, right. that, that, them drugs that's killing you, they that good to you? Right. You know, that, that, that drink, that club life, that, is that good to you? Right. And then God began, and, and God will show you that, no, it is destruction. And that's what he showed me, you know, while I'm so busy trying to enjoy myself, God's mm-hmm. saying you're killing yourself. You're putting right. yourself in harm's way. And so uh, I would definitely say don't run. Right. Don't submit. Right. It's easier to submit. You know, if you submit, you you, 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 you get rewarded. If you mm-hmm. don't, you get you get destruction, you get trouble, right. you know, because he could have cut me off. Right. I know people that have been cut off, you know. Mm-hmm. I know people, you know, that that, was, that stayed out there too long, you know. No man knows the day, knows the hour. Right. But when God is drawing you, the word of God tells us, like, he says, the day that you hear my voice, harden not your heart. That's your heart. You know, and so I was hardening my heart, but at the same time, I was talking to him saying, Lord, just just one more time, just one more again. Right. And God's right. okay, one more again. And I'm thinking I got this thing down. And God said, mm-hmm, yeah, one more, you got one more time. Right. He's saying one right. more time, and I'm saying one more time. But his one more time was different. <laughs> you know, right. you, and, and, and so, uh, but thanks be to God. You know, God is that God of love. He is that God that will draw you. He is that God that will, that will make your crooked places straight. He is that God that will make your rough places smooth. He is that God that'll take your nightmare and turn it. And you look at your life and you'd be like, wow, I never would have dreamed, you know, that I would be in the place that I'm in, that I'm in now. God is a God of transformation. Yes, and when you look, and that's why the scripture also tells us, he said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, (laughs) meaning what God has a way of changing us. Now yeah. when I see myself in the mirror, I don't see that 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 eighteen, nineteen, you know, year yeah. old uh, person that's just just wilding out, mad, but mad at the world because the world had been so mean to, and cruel to him or her. I'm not, yeah. I'm not who, I'm not that person anymore because now the world that I serve is not the world that I live in. You yeah. know, uh, uh, we we are royal priesthood. You know, we're we are we're from a different kingdom and because mm-hmm. though we live in this world we're not of it and so the world that i'm living in yeah i'm here i see the walls right. i see where i'm at i see the stuff that's right. happening but right. my world i've mm-hmm. invited god in and because right. i've invited god into my world my world is totally different than what it used yeah. to be because right. this girl wouldn't have never been married, man. Please, I was too too big of a whore. I was a, I was too busy right. whoring around. I wouldn't have been married. Right. I, right. I I wouldn't have been a good mom to my kids because right. I didn't have I I didn't I didn't have that, you know. And and but when God saw something good in me that he that he felt like he could make something good out of, and right. uh, he saw my brokenness, he saw my hurt, and God sees our hurt. He sees the whys. He sees the whys. He sees why we're angry. He sees why we're mad. He sees the why where people don't see it. God sees it. And so because he sees it, he knows how to get us over that thing. And 
But we have to be yielded mm-hmm. to allow that to happen. So and stop running. Tell them stop running, Tony. Say don't run. Stop running. Stop running. Stop running. Because I can truly say that for myself. Though my, though my roots are from, of course, my mom and everyone else that are in my in my uh, bloodline are somewhere in the bloodline of ministry. But yeah. I was running as well. So knowing that uh, I had someone I can look up to and be like, okay, you know, this is this is the right way. Somebody who taught me. Um, the right way, taught me the things of God. Though, like she said, she wasn't perfect. Nobody's perfect. No mother is perfect. Um, I still call her sometimes, like, listen, I'm sorry for all the things I've done because I have children. <laughs> and they um, they make me cry sometimes. Yeah. And I be like, Lord, let me call my mom and apologize. Did I act like that? Lord, forgive me. <laughs> but <laughs> I be like, Lord, <laughs> Jesus. So, oh, mama, uh, this is what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, I, and she'll yeah. tell you, I have called. I was like, this old is yeah. Listen to mm-hmm. him. This is me yeah. all over again. Maybe one's busting yeah. right in the chest. Yeah. But, you know, but just knowing that that example, you know, is there. And if you have that example um, as well, you know, follow that example um, to God um, in God's way. Um, and then, yeah, again, stop running. Stop running because it's definitely... You get tired of running, child. You just get tired. You, do, you, do, just, you, do. <laughs> you just get tired. You, you get tired. You be like, you know what, Lord? All right. It's, it's just me and you. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Either you're going to get tired or he going to stop you. One of the two. One, One of the, the two. two. Yeah, because he would yeah. only let you go so far. And that's yeah. that's the but that's the benefit of knowing God. He'll let you go. Okay, Like she said, when she went, tried to go to the club, like, I'm going to let you go this far. I'm going to let you get this little drink here. You know, enjoy a little five minutes or whatever, but this shank is coming your way. You don't see it, but it's coming. So, and I'm going to protect, right protect you while you're here. Right. <laughs> I'm going to exactly. protect you while you're here, and you're going to know yeah. you ain't supposed to be here. Right. And then I start hearing people say, Why are you here? You don't even belong. Yeah, here. I was just about to say the enemy will look at you <laughs> in your face and say, Why are you here? You don't even belong here. Like, you know, like you, you got this light of, above you, like this bright light above you and or around you or in you. And all this darkness, like, why is this person even, like, what? You don't even belong. You're like a puzzle that mm-hmm. going, go, trying to fit into a part that don't even, don't even go to the puzzle don't that fit. is being fit. Yeah, don't so fit. Mm-hmm. don't even fit. So, yeah, like she said, start running. Give yourself to God um, because it's the best decision you will ever, you ever, ever, ever make. make. Ever make. Yeah. So there is, yeah. <laughs> I know you said a lot about the, you know, um, advice, but any last words you would like to give other than stop running? <laughs> <laughs> Be transparent. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think we in a time now where, um, you know, we we got to be real with people. You know, mm-hmm. we have to be real. We have to be 100, you know, mm-hmm. and um, because somebody needs your realness. Um, yes. so that they can really get free from their dilemma. Yes. You know, um, you know, there are some things that we've gone through in life that, that is some maybe hard to share, you know. Right. Uh it may be hard to confess. It may be shameful, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. even the things um that I've gone through, you know, I was ashamed. You know, right. but it was it was it was 
that was what God wanted to use. Right. You know, that was that was what he wanted um, to really get the glory out of. And um, the enemy had me ashamed. Yeah. And so uh had me at times not wanting to, you know, be real in, in, in what I was feeling, uh, what I was going through. Uh, we live in a time now where the church don't talk about certain things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, 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 we shout over everything. We dance over everything. We speak in right. tongues over everything, right. you know. But when it really comes down to getting our hands dirty mm-hmm. uh, and really mm-hmm. helping people out of these trenches or getting yes. in the trenches and helping people out yeah. of these ditches, mm-hmm. you know, it, it takes it takes transparency, right. you know, because the word of God tells us like this. He said, Jesus came, he didn't come for the whole, he came for the sick. Right. You know, he said, if you, if you, if you hold, you don't need a physician. Right. You know, we, we need Jesus because we sick. We need Jesus because we're not whole. Right. And the only way that we can become whole is to become real right. and uh, quit pretending, you know? Right. Uh, and that's one thing that, that, that I've always prayed is that God, I want to be real in everything. Yes. I want to be yes. real, you know? And if my real me, and when I say real me, I'm not talking yeah. about, you know, you just, you just, you just being mean and nasty right. and ugly to people, right. you know, right. and that might be the real you, but then you need to be transformed if that's the real you, right. you know, but when you, when I, when I talk about being real, I'm talking about real experiences mm-hmm. and how I really felt while I was going through that thing, you right. know, and, and, and how hard was it uh, for me to come out of that thing, right. you know? And I remember, and I'm going to share this, and I know we mm-hmm. probably know about past time, <laughs> but, but I'll, I'll share this, though, um, you know, back to my um, stepdad mm-hmm. uh, or my adopted dad, you know, um, I, I, don't, I didn't want to come back to Dallas because my life here was messed up. And mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, I didn't want to go back and relive those things. I didn't want right. to go back and face those things, you know, but God told me, he said, I'm taking you back. So that um, so that you can master what had mastered you, and um, and I want to use you there. And so I finally submitted, and we came on back because you know you can be you 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 can be you can be a rebel um, in God trying to right. trying not to obey what He give you to do. And right. so I, I submitted, and I came on back. And so uh, and my husband would always tell me, he said, "Babe, you got that book in you. You can't finish mm-hmm. that book until you deal with your deal with your." Uh, stepdad right. and I was like I don't want to see him I don't, I don't want to see him I, right. I don't know how I would respond to him while right. while I'm not seeing him I'm cool you know I'm, I'm right. all right but if I see him I don't know what's that yeah. going to trigger I don't know how I'm going right. to feel and right. so uh I didn't say it to him but I would mm-hmm. say it to God I said God I don't want that I don't want right. to see him I'll testify right. all day but I don't want to see him right. and so um anyway um he passed um few years ago and and I remember um in his passing I was like hmm, okay I'm done <laughs> I ain't wow. got to deal with no more now you right. know I ain't got to worry about seeing him and right. then God said go to the funeral mm. and I'm like huh you know go to the funeral here you're going to get your closure wow. and so uh and so I go uh to the funeral you know and I'm looking at my cousins that I ain't seen in years. I'm mm-hmm. looking at, you know, uh my my adopted sisters, my brothers that I ain't seen in years. Mm-hmm. You know, and they they some of them knew what I went through and some of them didn't. Right. And so anyway I'm sitting there, you know, and I'm hearing, you know, how people are really talking about this man, you know, and wow. and how grievous he was to so many. And mm-hmm. yet 
those that loved him, they loved him. You know, everybody have their own experience with people. And that's what you base your relationship on. So anyway, um, um, and so everybody was speaking, you know, and I'm sitting there like, wow. And I hear God say, stand up. Um, I want you to share. And so when the opportunity came, um, I stood up and my adopted sister and brother, they was like, you want me to go up there with you? And I was like, yeah, you can go, you know, but I didn't really need nobody. The Lord was right. there. And they right. didn't know which way I was coming anyway. Right. <laughs> right. And so, um, and so I get up and, um, and I tell the people, you know, uh, basically do my eulogy of my dad, my, my adopted dad. Mm-hmm. And the words that I was speaking, I'm hearing God say, you don't know why or how, uh, the reason that a person is built the way that they mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. You don't know what they've gone through to become the person that they are. And uh, whether they're mean or whether they're kind, you don't know their story. And so God just began to show me that. And I, uh, and so as I was speaking um, that particular day, I said, I refuse to, to let unforgiveness bind me. You know, he's gone to judgment. He's already there. God already dealing with him. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what that judgment is. I can't say. Right. While everybody else may want to say their piece, I'm just going right. to say, I don't know. And, right. um, you know, and so anyway, and when I say be transparent, um, sometimes our transparency is, 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 is a prescription of healing. Mm-hmm. And so while I was speaking uh, that particular uh, um, during that time, I could literally feel the presence of God coming over me and, 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 and showing me that now the wound is closed because you have now released him, not just because he's deceased, but because God began to show me that people do what they do because of the things that's poured into them. And it's not, it's not their fault. I mean, it's not no, by no means that that they're justified in their behavior, but it gives you a sense of saying, okay, Lord, that mean he was a mean kid and he was you know and somebody right. was mean to him as a kid right. you know right. and so it just kind of trickles down and so somebody somewhere has to reverse the curse and mm. guess what that's what i did you know right. i reversed the curse because i i i took authority when it came to my family when it came to my kids that mm-hmm. yeah they they might got some bruises but one thing they didn't right. get was beat you know right, what I'm saying? Right. They, 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 they may have got some scratches, but guess one thing right. they didn't do is get stabbed. You know, right. they didn't get no right. gunshots. You know, <laughs> right. they, 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 you know, they're and they're whole. You know, yeah. they're they're whole uh, enough. You know, uh, uh, from my from my hands being on them, right. and so uh, we've got to be transparent and uh, be willing to forgive, be willing to understand one another. Um, because everybody comes from somewhere and everybody has a story and, you know, we have to be able to discern that, you know? And so um, if I can't say nothing else, you know, forgive, Mm -hmm. forgive, forgive, because for when you forgive, you're not forgiving for that person. You're forgiving Mm -hmm. for yourself. Mm -hmm. I have a peace of mind. When mm-hmm. I left that funeral that day, mm-hmm. I haven't finished this book. I just ain't done it. But it ain't that I can't do it. And I just ain't done it. And we're still waiting. You know? and, and, uh-huh. and so I can finish that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and I'm good, you know. And, and, and I don't have uh, those 
uh, emotional uh, uh, attachments anymore because I'm good. Why? Because I forgave. I, I forgave the things that I had no control over. Right. I forgave me right. for the times that I felt guilty of not speaking mm-hmm. when I when I when I probably right. could have or should have, even mm-hmm. if I felt like I wasn't going to be believed. You know, right. I forgave me. I forgave the whole situation, mm-hmm. and that's if I can't say nothing else, forgive, 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 and be forgiven. Wow. That's like I said. That's a whole nother um. That's that's a whole nother whole story right there. I don't forget. Yeah, on <laughs> forgiveness. That's all because you know when you forgive yourself, that's a whole nothing. Yeah, a whole nother level. You got to forgive um, yourself. You got yeah, to forgive yeah. yourself. You can't. You can't hold yourself in a. And you can't right. hold yourself down. You got to forgive yourself. You have right. to. You right. have to forgive yourself for being human and just not listening sometimes. And I have. I've, right. I've, I've forgiven myself for skipping school. I forgave myself for, for being in a place where I shouldn't have been. And I, wow. I've forgiven myself. You know, I'm I'm okay. I've forgiven right. myself for for having kids, you know, and their dads, uh, not me not being a part of their, their dads, not really being a part of their life. I forgave right. me for that. And right. I repented to them, y'all, you right. know. Right. And it's like I, I've forgiven myself for that because I can't change it. Right. What can I do? Right. I mean, I can't, I can't, I mean, Nicodemus say, can I go back into the womb and be born again? No, right. you can't. No. You right. can't start this journey over. It have already began. And everything that have happened, guess what? It's going to turn for you good. It if is. you learn how to let go and let God put it all together. Put it all together because he's the, he the, the professional puzzle maker right there. You know what you say? He is the puzzle. <laughs> he is the, yes, indeed. Indeed, indeed. So how can others find you if they want to reach out to you to... Uh, with for anything, yeah. How can they reach you or find you? Oh, they can talk to you. No, I'm just playing. Nah, <laughs> they can talk to you though. But but I I am I, I do have a Facebook page, um, Evangelist Suzanne Neal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have a Women of Excellence page. Uh, that is the Women of Excellence International uh, mm-hmm. Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have an email address, uh, Evangelist Neal. That's Evangelist Neal N E A L at yahoo.com um you can reach me that way and um hey instagram evangelist suzanne neal i'm out there yeah they'll know how to spell it when i put it out there but i definitely of course as always enjoy enjoy our conversations a lot of that stuff y'all i ain't gonna lie i ain't even know because i'm sitting here like huh what? Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. I, I I said that. I think I, I I said that about thirty minutes ago. I know Tony probably over there saying, "Uh huh." What? <laughs> what? I, yeah. was, I was like, "Wow, yeah. the obituary." What? <laughs> what? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I saw us on the front page of the Dallas Times Herald, and people that are from Dallas, they know that that is wow. that was a real paper. Yes, <laughs> so that was, I'm yes. sure if you go on Google. You'll be able to find it. So it's, uh, Google has everything. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I think they may have went out of, went out before Google became, but I'm oh, sure something gotcha. is out there. It, it's probably going to be tied to uh, Dallas Morning News, though, I'm sure. Well, we're not going to age you, so... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, hey, hey look, look, I will, look, look, girl, but I will, because guess what? The devil didn't want me to live this long, so I'll nah, tell it, real. honey, because nah, he, he was trying to kill me back then. 
Yeah, and, that's what he should have done. Should have back there because uh, humble, I'm coming for you this time. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he couldn't. He tried. He tried, right. and God said, "No, no, yeah. you can't. You can't mm-hmm. kill us. You can't. You can't kill us." She, there's purpose there, and she got to burst out <laughs> these children. Look, and then they they cheering. They got to grow up and 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 declare the works of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it ain't just us four. It's all. It's so many others. Y'all just don't know. It is. <laughs> so, it is. so many it others. Is. But again, like I got really uh, as usual. Always enjoy our conversations. Um, to know that you know a daughter can come to her mother and be like, "What happened? Why am I like this?" You know, yeah. things. You know, you can you can be transparent with with your children because. Um, in order, like you said, the, the the parent has to be transparent with the children so that they'll know mm-hmm. they won't, you know, go through these reruns over and over and over again. And even if they do, you know, they have that one they can bounce, they can lean back on and be like, you know what, mom or dad or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and the mother and father has been transparent so they know how to deal with certain things. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm very, definitely grateful for. And I'm always calling my mama. <laughs> so, um, yes. But yeah, I'm definitely grateful for this conversation. Um, I, I had a feeling it was gonna last this long anyway, <laughs> so I wasn't doing no there's no time. There's literally no time on this thing. I just, you know, if I gotta split it up, I split it up. Um, but I definitely enjoyed the conversation. And I know that your testimony um, will help other people. Um, that te- when the book comes out, as far as you know, the Shame of Tamar, the conference, all the good old stuff that's coming up. Y'all follow her so y'all know everything that's coming up. Um, And then, you know, it's going to help so many, so many women and men and children. Um, And like you said, the church don't talk about a whole lot of stuff, but when when Mm -hmm. when somebody gets a real deliverance is when they real, they get one of those conversations. So I'm definitely grateful to be a part of it. Definitely be grateful to be a part of it. So soon as I get done with the editing and all that good old stuff, I will definitely let you know um, when the post date will be, and you'll be you'll be the first to be able to listen and go from there. Um, yeah, so we'll definitely stay in touch for sure for life. <laughs> for life, for life, honey. Because I can't say I can't say I can't say what I usually say. You know, this is a lifetime friendship. You know, all this other stuff. I can't say that. This is a lifetime. Oh, thing you got for my real, face. For real. I, I do. Look, y'all. you got y'all. my face. <laughs> Look, and I'm gonna go back, and I'm gonna go back and listen to this. I'm like, can I just do with our voices? Cause I, cause sometimes I do stuff like, dang, that's how I like to do it for real. Ooh, <laughs> Lord, help us, <laughs> help us, Lord. <laughs> so, well, you know, I be saying, I say that too. I'd be like, ooh, that was not amazing. Speaking out just deep. Nah, for real. Nah, for real. I be sound like her too. I be like, y'all know what, Lord, this bloodline is too deep for me. But definitely, but I will definitely let you know whenever it posts, and I will I will be calling you soon. All right, love you, babe. All right, love you too. Okay, bye bye. listen to let's be real 100 when we're 100 real about life we hope that you enjoyed the topic today and we hope that you trust god more and more each day and we hope to see you next week